0: welcome to blood moon milk the astrology podcast that comes out every new and full moon to help guide you on your mindful meditation and manifestation journey i'm your host aurora and this episode is all about the new moon in sagittarius we're gonna start off with the song sagittarius by phoebe green off the album 2am and we'll be right back with the rest of the show get into this new moon in Sag. First of all, let me thank everybody who commented on Instagram on my birthday because I'm also a Sagittarius. It was so lovely to feel so appreciated that day. There were people I'd never heard from before that really seemed to like the stuff I'm putting out there and I just wanted to say thank you. Uh, It made this girl feel real good. So, let's get into all this new moon manifesting stuff. So, this is a new moon, which means it's the perfect time to plant seeds of your desires so that in six months from now, when that Sagittarius full moon rolls around, you can be reaping those wonderful Sagittarian rewards. And what do I mean by Sagittarian seeds? We can understand a lot by looking at the opposite sign of the sign that we're talking about so we can understand the themes of this sign. So, um, (laughs) conveniently, that's exactly what the last episode was all about. While our last full moon was in Gemini, which means it's the opposite sign of Sagittarius, Um, Gemini is all about trying to understand as many perspectives as possible at once by communicating with others and seeking to belong in the process of seeking understanding. Sagittarius realizes that on the one hand, it's good to understand other people's perspectives, but when communicating, if we mince our words to try to fit in, we're actually being dishonest to our own personal journey. Sagittarian energy has an almost instant understanding of the natural laws and energy dynamics of a social situation. It's just sort of innate. They know what's up and they don't question who is top dog. They know it by instantly looking at a room. It's kind of an uncanny gift. However, because they are so adept at reading a room or a social situation, they can put their foot in their mouth a little bit because they, they don't need to stop and consider things. They just instantly know it, like snapping your fingers, the light comes on they can read a room or a situation that quickly the themes that we're talking about and the seeds that we want to plant that we want to come to fruition are the sagittarian themes of things like philosophy travel scholarship so anything that revolves around education or also athletic skills sagittarius is one of the most athletic signs of the zodiac, if not maybe the most athletic sign. They're especially skilled in combative arts because they are represented by the archer. Did I say philosophy? Because philosophy, 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 philosophy. Uh, If you're seeking to understand more about your place in the world, whether that's through mindfulness or meditation or even manifesting something more tangible, right now is the perfect time of year to plant those intentional seeds and then start working towards them you know like actually make magic happen by putting a physical plan in place so it's not just like writing something on a piece of paper and burning it with a candle like that's nice it helps it definitely helps to get the energy moving in the right direction but you also have to put practical steps uh, in place to really reap those rewards in the long run so with that being said let's get into the sign talk about sagittarius sagittarius is ruled by jupiter the largest planet in the solar system jupiter has a famous storm also known as the red dot on the picture of jupiter and it's been brewing for hundreds if not thousands of years and i like to think this is why the deity jupiter or zeus you know, interchangeable between Greek and Roman mythology, is thought of as having an affinity for lightning bolts. Sagittarius, being the last and the most advanced of the fire triad, has a lot in common with lightning. sages are known for their quick wit and have been noted for their lightning tongue. This, like I said, can get them in trouble because their words come out so fast, they often don't consider other people's feelings, context, or social protocol when they're really fired up. But what they say, it's not untrue. It's completely dead on accurate, which is why it can be so hurtful or deadly or fucking hilarious, depending on the situation. Blunt, but oh so cutting. This can be the most painful manifestation of this lightning and electric and fiery Sagittarian quality. Because Sagittarius is the only other dualistic sign other than Gemini, it's also a lesson in juxtaposition. It is both light and dark. Not one at a time though. It's not like a light switch in that sense. It's not either on or off. Instead, Sagittarius is both dark and light in the same package at the same time, which makes it really damn complicated but even in its complication it generally has a good sense of humor about it because it's ruled by jupiter and jupiter is the great benefic so it's out to do good stuff and expand upon everything that touches upon i like to think of this as the centaur qualities embodied sagittarius excels at embodying these two different things that would seem counterintuitive and impossible until you look closer And you see that those two things are integral to supporting each other. Centaurs are half horse and they're half man. Half wild, half refined, half educated, half running amok, clomping all over stuff and being clumsy as hell. Half graceful and athletic, half falling over their own feet, saying something inappropriate, half on point, articulate, and damn near smartest person in the room in a lot of ways, but also most likely to embarrass themselves or other people because they're not paying attention to those details. They're thinking big picture stuff. That's kind of a calling card of Jupiter. I mean, Jupiter is all about the big stuff. It's not only the largest planet. That red spot I mentioned earlier... It's the size of planet Earth. Yeah, that storm, that one that's been brewing for hundreds, if not thousands of years, that one storm on the planet Jupiter is the size of our entire planet. Let that sink in for just a second. I'll be here. Yeah, it's huge. If Jupiter had only just... If Jupiter had had just only slightly more material matter while it was forming, it would have formed a second sun, rendering our entire solar system between the two suns completely uninhabitable and changing the course of, well, there would be no such thing as humid events. Let's just put it that way. Everything would have been completely... like It it would have, like, Venus, Mars, Earth mercury they would all be basically molten globules floating around two suns it would be insane aside from the sun jupiter has the largest magnetic field in the solar system which may well be a scientific manifestation of the jupiterian quality of expansion sagittarius being ruled by jupiter tends to expand on everything that it touches jupiter's orbit is surrounded by two groups of asteroids called the trojans The Trojans orbit 60 degrees in front, of and behind Jupiter, forming a balanced equilateral triangle with the Sun, which, when combined with the Earth's rotation, creates a pattern in the sky that looks like a thrice-repeating star of David in the heavens. When you meditate and you're focusing on Sagittarius and the Sagittarian qualities and you want to connect with Jupiter... It's a good idea to help call on this pattern. It's a good idea to focus on this pattern during your meditation to help call on the joyful and the benefic energies of Jupiter. Plus, it's really cool looking. So we're going to take a quick music break. This is Jake Bug with Lightning Bolt. And when we're listening to this, I want you to think about Zeus or Jupiter up there throwing those lightning bolts, kind of stirring things up because that's exactly what I think of. You never know when it's gonna hit you, but when it does, it's it's sure to stir some shit up.
1: Morning, it's another pure gray morning. Don't know what the day is holding, and I get up right, and I walk right into the path of a lightning bolt. The siren of an ambulance comes howling Right through the center of town And who blinks an eye and I look up to the sky For the path of a lightning ball Met her as the angels parted for her She only brought me torture That's what happens when it's you that's standing In the path of a lightning ball Everyone I see just walks the walk with green. Tell you not to take chances And they'll tell you that there aren't any answers And I'm starting to agree But I woke suddenly in the path of a lightning ball Fortune, people talking all about fortune Do you make it or does it just call you In the blinking of an eye, just another passerby In the path of a lightning ball Everyone I see just walks the walk with grit Lying back, gazing skyward When the moment got shattered I remember what she said And then she fled in the path of a lightning ball
0: Let's get into the mythology of the constellation Sagittarius so we can understand the history and the energies behind this new moon a little bit better. Sagittarius is one of the original 48 constellations listed by the 2nd century astronomer Ptolemy and it remains one of the 88 modern constellations that we look at today. The word Sagittarius is actually Latin for the phrase or the idea of an archer, which is why the symbol for Sagittarius is an arrow. Sagittarius is commonly represented as a centaur pulling back a bow as well. The centaur most associated with the sign of Sagittarius is actually Chiron, not to be confused with the asteroid Chiron, but it is named after the same character in mythology. In Greek mythology, Chiron was one of the centaurs, the Titan's sons, as were all the other centaurs as well. Uh, It was the Titan Cronus, who was a timekeeper, and a sea nymph named Oceanid. So time and the sea. And there's actually another kind of centaur called... Uh, Ichthyocentaurus, which is torso of a man, front legs of a horse, and then a back tail like a fish, which is really cool looking. I've drawn a couple of them before, but I don't think I put them up on the Instagram. By the way, if you didn't already know, I do Monday through Friday free daily horoscopes for all signs. Uh, Check them out. I do all the illustrations there as well. You can follow us on Instagram at bloodmoonmilk, no space, just all one word. So you can start your day off by knowing what's going on with the sky, and I hope you enjoy it. Uh, Chiron lived at the foot of Mount Pelion in Thessaly, and unlike the other centaurs who had this reputation of kind of being... Uh, a little rough around the edges, shall we say? They were pretty violent and savage. He was famous for his wisdom and knowledge of medicine. And many Greek heroes, including Heracles, Achilles, Jason of Jason and the Argonauts, and Asclepius were instructed by him. Chiron frequently appears in other legends of his grandson, who was Peleus, and his great-grandson, who was Achilles. Yep, Achilles tendon same one. If you know anything about Chiron the asteroid, you've probably heard the phrase the wounded healer, and that's kind of what Chiron embodies. At one point, he's accidentally pierced by a poison arrow that was shot by Heracles, and he renounces it immortality in favor of prometheus and instead was placed among the stars as the constellation centaurus so for keeping track of our themes here this is where we get the idea and the concept of sagittarian generosity as well as healing and helping to heal others which is a highly philosophical point of view and philosophy is one of the key traits of sagittarius remember prometheus is the deity that gave fire to mankind and was punished for it by Zeus, the ruler of Sagittarius. Again, Zeus is also Jupiter in Roman mythology. And he was punished by basically chaining Prometheus to a rock and having an eagle, another sign of Zeus or Jupiter, having to eat his flesh every day for the rest of eternity. And it would regenerate. The eagle would swoop down in the morning, eat up some Prometheus, And then he would come back for more the next day and it would just keep going and going and going and going. And how fucking dreadful is that? But that also embodies the other key trait of Sagittarius. It's two things at once simultaneously representing diametric opposites that couldn't exist without each other. The acknowledgement of the search for higher consciousness as well as the punishment for doing something wrong. So here we have Chiron coming to prometheus's aid and giving him immortality giving away his own immortality a super generous act again another key trait of sagittarius while at the same time acknowledging the pursuit of higher consciousness and wisdom and how important that is to humanity and also the embodiment of the importance of fire itself fire in this instance is representative of consciousness and again within astrology fire is the elemental sign of Sagittarius and Sagittarius is the most advanced fire sign it's because it's literally about higher consciousness where Aries is all about quick action and Leo is all about doing something physical and getting lots of attention for it like look at Madonna she's a great example of a classic Leo. Sagittarius is really all about that higher pursuit of the mind and higher consciousness because of it. If you want to look at some Sagittarians who were born on my personal birthday, uh, Bruce Lee and Jimi Hendrix, they were both great examples of this. Bruce Lee was so mental about his physical action that he had his whole dogma. And I think at one point, like, he was saying, if you have to pee, you're not... Your body's not efficient enough. And that all comes from this mental aspect of a higher pursuit that we're looking at and also representative of the athletic ability. And then we've got Jimi Hendrix, who was exploring the principles of music on a whole new level that nobody had ever thought of before. Those are the kind of super expansive, forward-thinking, and philosophical points of view that I would talk about that are representative of a genuine Sagittarian ingenuity and qualities that are unique gifts to the advanced fire sign of Sagittarius. So, Chiron's getting a lot of love in the heavens. Not only is he associated with sagittarius he is associated with the asteroid chiron as well as the constellation centaurus so don't forget that chiron is his father is actually saturn or cronus depending on if you're looking at greek or roman mythology which would make him half brothers with jupiter or zeus so it makes sense that that is the ruling planet for the constellation and the idea of sagittarian energies And there's one more myth about Chiron that I wanted to share, which was there is, it was once thought that Chiron actually changed himself into a horse to run away from his jealous wife, Ray. So that can bring in the traits of loving to travel and again to be active, but also those surface level personal interactions that uh, Sagittarius is kind of known for. But I think it really comes from a place of looking for deeper inner knowing and not often finding other people who are, uh, who are prepared to look inside themselves for that kind of deep inner knowing, as well as a, so it's not a lack of capacity. It's a lack of suitable people that interest them genuinely. Because I think, uh, if you take the mythology as an EQ, Sagittarius is actually a very generous sign you can think of that as being having given away its own immortality as a sign of its generosity for somebody that it thinks is it's, philosophical ideal so we also get the inspiration the search for wisdom so within Sagittarius that Promethean fire that was given to humans is also representative of a search for consciousness and that higher ideal as well not just the elemental fire triad that Sagittarius belongs to so with that we're going to take a quick music break and come back with the high vibes and the low vibes this is Jimi Hendrix with fire (laughs) in arms, Mr. Jimi Hendrix. Couldn't ask for a better person to share a birthday with. Alright, now let's go on to the high vibes and the low vibes of Sagittarius. Alright, let's start out with the high vibes. Sagittarians are independent And they love freedom. This can be manifested in both a liberal open-mindedness as well as a dislike of feeling trapped or obligated. Remember Chiron running away from his angry wife disguised as a horse? Yeah. We don't like to be trapped or felt like we're being manipulated or any sense of obligation. The way to get us to do stuff is to inspire us. When we're feeling inspired, we are generous and idealistic. We have an excellent sense of humor. We are some of the best gift givers. I have uh, one friend who is also a Sagittarius who is maybe the best gift giver Ever. I feel so blessed to have her in my life. I'm a huge Steve McQueen fan, and one birthday a few years ago, she gave me a pin, uh, like a, an enamel pin from the race. Um, it's kind of a famous race if you're into motorcycle racing at all, the Mojave 500. And it's from the same race that Steve was in, and you could only get it if you were a racer. And that was the race where he broke his foot and still finished. So mind-blown, Sagittarians, great gift givers if you can't give the gift of immortality a historic racing pin to a motorcycling enthusiast uh, is maybe one of the next best things. We're honest to a fault, and we're super likely to be physical and athletic. We are naturally scholarly. Hello, I do a podcast about astrology for free, um, just because I kind of like to nerd out about it. Sagittarius loves both to learn and to teach, which This kind of fits the bill for me, and sorry if I'm sounding like I'm talking a whole lot about myself, but I hope that it's helpful and relevant because I'm using my own personal anecdotes to illustrate these points, and I'm hoping that it makes it a little bit more stimulating for you to to listen to and understand me as well. Sagittarius also knows that the path to enlightenment is not well-worn with lots of fellow travelers, In fact, it's kind of the opposite. The best experiences lie in wait to be discovered by those with adventurous hearts. I was in London earlier this year and I was walking around Covent Garden with a good friend before we went to go see a play in the West End. And we were walking and walking and walking for ages looking for a place to have a drink before the show. It seemed like everywhere we went, you needed to call ahead and book reservations. And we definitely didn't do that. So we walked and we walked and we walked and we walked and then we walked some more. And I mainly allowed my friend to lead the way since she is the most recent resident there. I haven't lived in London for 10 years, so she should know the area better than I do now, until we reached Piccadilly Circus. Um, if you haven't ever been to London, Piccadilly Circus is a hugely touristy area of central London, kind of like Times Square in New York, if you're familiar. It's not the place that the locals go, and it's really not the place to have the best bite to eat or the best drink. And I know my friend pretty well, and I also know that she kind of hates touristy shit. So I and I could see that she was kind of getting frustrated by not being able to find something that she wanted to drink. So I I stopped and I said, "Uh, okay, you see all these people? We need to go somewhere they're not going. And we literally stepped out of the stream of people, and we walked down this little dark alley, which kind of looked like it might just lead to a couple of dumpsters. But one or two turns later, we were in the stately but serene St. James Market with hardly a soul around, and we were plopped right in front of this jewel of a restaurant. It was called the Aquavide. They didn't require reservations And their signature cocktail was named the Aurora. Need I say more? Come on. My name is Aurora. It was a calling card. It was totally perfect and elegant. And we never would have found anything remotely that lovely if we had just followed the horde of tourists looking for, you know, basic fish and chips and a pint. Not to say that that's bad, but that's just not what we were looking for that day. And if you're looking for enlightenment, you got to get off that path. And that is what Sagittarius is great at. In relationships, is are equally as adventurous and generous and able to adeptly try new things or break down barriers. In bed, Sagittarius's love trying new positions, toys, and making everything an adventure. Yes to the lights on. Yes to love making outside. Let's go on an adventure. Let's do it in your parents' bed. Let's do it uh in the backseat of a car. Uh Everything is pretty much fair game. In relationships, Sagittarius's will be honest and true themselves, number one. But they are just as honest to you. Um, and it's it can be rough if you're not up for it. But honest is honest, and you'll always know where you stand. As long as there's that line of communication open... You're gonna know exactly where you stand and what they need and what you can expect to get out of them. And so it's a nice place to be if that's what you're looking for. But if you're looking to play games and manipulate somebody, move the fuck on. A Sagittarius will, be, will always be honest and in check of their emotions. Um, they don't really let their emotions get away with them. There are a few things that can enrage them like nothing else. And they are a fire sign, so they do have a temper, but it's really, really rare because they're ruled by Jupiter, which is all about joy and optimism and, like, having fun and all the good things in the universe. So it's really, really hard to get there, but then remember Jupiter or Zeus with his lightning bolts. Watch the fuck out! Um... But again it's rare but the things that'll set them off are things like being manipulated or poor communication or somebody lying to you or talking badly or telling lies about them uh that Sagittarius in your life vanish faster they will turn into that horse and run to the hills Chiron style and if that is indeed what happens don't expect them to ever come back because they're busy and they're so social and they travel so much that they're seriously going to have better shit to do and people who are better suited to their their mannerisms and their style of communication. Basically, what it comes down to is Sagittarius is high ideals. If they can see that you mean well and are aiming to do good and are above board and honest and genuine in your communication with them, they will support you to the ends of the earth and beyond. I mean, Chiron did give away immortality, but if there's even one ounce of dishonesty, distrust infused into your relationship, it's going to be really hard for them to get over. That's all it comes down to. So that's the high vibes. Let's go into the low vibes. If it's not working, it's not working. Sagittarius will not stay around for the sake of another person's feeling. Hell no. A Sagittarius will be honest and check with their emotions, but they're not going to engage in that emotional blackmail. And this is actually a good thing, but if you're on the receiving end of it, damn, it fucking hurts. A Sag will leave any sort of social situation that doesn't feel honest in some way, and they remember if they've been lied to or used as an emotional whipping post. Whether it's a business partner or a lover, if they find you being dishonest with them, there's no quicker way to destroy your bond with them. This is because they are fairly innocent to the darker ways of manipulative behavior, and they would never consider engaging in it themselves. So when they discover they've been targeted or made a fool of for being naive or have been manipulated, it's incredibly hard for them to forgive. You've cut them to their core. They would rather move on, start afresh, than waste time with somebody they've already found to be distrustful and untrustworthy. So, sometimes this leads to them promising more than they can deliver. They can also be really impatient because they have a long to-do list. Because they're so in tune with their environment and their emotions, they will say something that is incredibly undiplomatic no matter what the social situation is. And usually it's honest, though. It's coming from a place of honesty. But they've got such a quick read on things that it really can just make everybody go like, oh, God, I wish that person just would shut the fuck up sometimes. This is especially true if somebody has a Sagittarius Mercury placement, because Mercury is all about communication, and this is kind of the way that Sagittarius communicates as a as a key. So, it's not going to be every single Sagittarius every single time, but if you've got a Mercury and Sag, boy, watch out! You really run the risk of alienating people that barely even know you because you just can't help yourself. So. Use that affinity for reading the room if you can. And if you can't, just make sure that you're really fucking funny while you're hurting people's feelings because it's a little bit easier to forgive. They also have a reputation for having very surface-level relationships with a lot of people. They may have a ton of friends, but none who are really close that really know the inner them. This kind of goes back to them having very high philosophical ideals and aspirations in life and constantly searching for philosophical truth and inner knowing and not having enough really um, quality companions, but still appreciating people on a surface level for all of their gifts that they have to offer. Um, this also might come from a lifetime of being on the move and knowing everything must end. So in an effort to protect their fragile hearts, they don't always let other people in. It can be really difficult to get to know the deeper aspects of the sign but it's worth the effort. There is a violent animalistic streak in them if they feel they are in any physical danger. They are, after all, the only sign that is represented with a weapon. Trust me though, they would generally much rather shoot those arrows at apples for fun than any other animal or person. Also, we can be really, really fucking clumsy. And also really graceful. It comes back down to all this two things existing at once kind of stuff. Um, One moment, you know, we are gliding through the room, prancing, very, very graceful. And the next we stub our toe and we are clomping like a Clydesdale. For example, when I was a kid growing up, my nickname... Ironically, was grace because everywhere I went I stumbled into things I broke stuff hurt myself I was covered in bruises because I was so clumsy but I was also a cheerleader and a swimmer and um, a sailor so I had a lot of athletic ability and was good at that stuff but then there were just moments where I would be running and I would be running through a house and I would hit myself on a sofa and go smashing into a door frame and I cut my leg open from my knee to my ankle and there's still no feeling there or the time I was skateboarding in the house because yeah that's a thing I would do and I accidentally ran over my cat's tail and I the skateboard flipped up and I it ended up with me going head first down a staircase somehow I didn't die but there's numb parts of my legs now and that's why they called me grace so we're going to take a quick music break and then we'll be back with other stuff in the sky, mindfulness, crystals, chakras, and all that good stuff. But first, this is Grace Jones with Scary But Fun, just like Sagittarius sometimes. The first time you rode your bicycle,
2: down the street you fell on your can. Cheers.
0: jones is so fucking cool hope you enjoyed that i just want to do a couple quick plugs and a couple thank yous that i've been getting lately is incredible and i can't say thank you enough to everybody that's listening that's reaching out and just saying how much they enjoy the show but also people who have been coming to pop-ups and asking uh for more information and also people who are getting the uh the 2019 uh look-aheads man you guys are so awesome and thank you so much. I love putting those together for you guys. And I I just can't say thank you enough. And if you don't know, um I've done a couple of pop-ups recently, and there's gonna be another one coming up soon. Um it's gonna be a little bit different. I'm gonna be teaching how to read natal charts, and I'm sure that we'll be talking about that on social media in the near future, so stay tuned there. But also I'm gonna be doing an instagram live session for 2019 at some point in december i've got some time off from my day job because yep i do have and need one of those this podcast doesn't really make me any money but i love doing it um so i'm gonna do an instagram live about all things 2019. So come at me with your questions and also check out those 2019 personalized forecasts that I've got right now. They are 75 bucks, but they cover the entire year of transits for you. They are incredible. They're about I mean, everyone that I've I've cast for people so far has been at least 120 pages and That's why it's kind of on the pricier side. But think of it as an investment in your next year. You're going to know when shit is weird for you, when shit's good for you. You can plan out business decisions. You can plan out speeches. You can plan out all the things that are important for you to do. So I highly, highly, highly recommend that. And if you're listening to the podcast right now, um, I'm offering listeners the... uh, a discount of 15% off with the code STARLIGHT. So you can save a little bit there. And that's for anything in the store. Not just... the 2019 forecast, but also one-on-ones with me because, yep, you can book a one-on-one astrology session with me and I'll cast your natal chart and I'll cast and do your solar return and also talk to you about whatever it is that's on your mind. Um, it can be really helpful and therapeutic. And it's kind of like a big version of what we do in the pop-ups where, you know, pop-ups can be really quick and there's a lot of information to go through for astrology and looking at somebody's chart it can be almost overwhelming for people but every time i've read somebody's chart in person they walk away so happy and excited um and it's just a wonderful opportunity um also i'm looking to do some pop-ups out of states next year so um i'm gonna go ahead and put the call out now if you're in portland oregon I'm looking to be there in the first week or two of April 2019. So if you know of a place that would be good to have an astrology pop-up for a day or two, let me know. And I've I've got friends on the ground there that can I can put you in touch with and we can put things in into motion. Also looking to do pop-ups in Asheville, Knoxville, New York, San Francisco, and L.A. So if you have people in any of those places, hit me up. And the best way to get in touch with me is via either Instagram at Blood Moon Milk or bloodmoonmilk.com. Use the contact page or Blood Moon Milk at Gmail. All right, so let's get on with the rest of the show. <sighs> Drinking wine while I record. If you hear clinks in the background, that's all it is. All right, so let's look at the planets today, which this is for the new moon. And for the surrounding dates, uh, but mainly specifically for the date of the new moon, which is going to be December 6th. And so we've got two planets in retrograde. We've got Uranus in retrograde in late Aries. We've got Chiron, who we've been talking about and who's not a planet. He's an asteroid, but retrograde in late Pisces. And we have Mercury retrograde still, who's about to go direct, and Mercury is in Scorpio. Everybody else, let's go down the list. We've got the Sun in Sagittarius. Of course, Jupiter is also in Sagittarius. So this year and for the next... 12, 13 months or so. We've got Jupiter and the sign of Sag. So all of my Sagittarius brethren out there, you've got an extra little dose of good luck and pep in your step. So gay. Um, this is the first time that Jupiter has been directly in Sag. Uh, for 24 years. New, normally, it's every 13, 12, 13 years. Um, but the last time it came around, it was retrograde. So we didn't get that full dose of Jupiter goodness, which hopefully... Being a self like being a little bit selfish and this statement. I'm hoping that the Sagittarius is out there will feel like an extra powerful oomph and benefit from Jupiter's benefic powers because god damn it, I need it, you guys. I'm ready. I'm ready for the good things to happen. Um we've also got got Venus in Scorpio, we've got Neptune and Mars both in Pisces, and we have Saturn and Pluto in Capricorn. And Venus is also really, really early in Scorpio. Remember, she just came out of retrograde. So Venus in Scorpio can be really intense, but also really transformative and sexy. She's not super comfortable there because she rules Libra, but she is extra passionate there. All right, let's talk about crystals for mindfulness with your meditation this month. I'm going to go with yellow topaz because yellow is a resonating color for the solar plexus, which is the chakra that is most associated with Sagittarius. Sagittarius being a fire sign and while being ruled by philosophy and good luck and optimism, is, its magic really comes through doing things. And that's what this master fire sign is all about, really, is by being adventurous in its actions and doing new things. And the yellow topaz is excellent for aiding in that. The name topaz itself in Sanskrit means fire. It also helps to divinely manifest your intentions and will through action. It has the magical benefits of being able to work through your highest good and not just what you want right now. So you might end up getting what you want, but it's also going to set you on the right path, which is truly magical indeed. It has a strong healing vibration and especially is tuned in for strengthening the willpower. Yellow Topaz has a strong healing vibration and is especially good for strengthening the will. A lot of times it comes with a touch of the color pink. And because of this, it's also gifted at harmonizing with your heart chakra and the things that you really love to do. And because of that, it gives you clues about how to manifest with your heart's intention. This means that your good fortune comes out of your love from being positive, which harmonizes with Jupiter. And because it works through your solar plexus, it helps to give you the confidence to do the things that it is that you need to do to instill the faith, to create the things that you want in your life. Sometimes it might be really, really scary to go out there on a limb and to make something new. People might question you or or just not get it at first, but when you are working with crystals and setting intentions and you have conviction of your actions and they're they're really gelling and feeling good and you're not just sort of going with what people say you should do, you're doing it for all the right reasons. That's what I mean by highest and best intention. And... Yellow topaz is really, really good at working with your highest and best intentions to manifest on this physical plane of existence, specifically in the realm of action through manifesting money. So we all need money in this world to make shit work. And Sagittarius isn't always the best with money, um, but hopefully working with incorporating some yellow topaz in your life can help you to manifest some new sources of income that really align with your highest and best purpose while also being in tune with things that you love to do and enjoy doing on a regular basis. That way you're lifting your own personal vibration as well as hoping and helping to inspire others to do the same. All right so that leaves us with mindfulness questions for your meditation, and. I like to include these in the show just as a starting off point. If anything resonates with you, awesome. If not, fucking leave it. First off, how can I incorporate more travel into my personal philosophy for the coming year? This could be completely for selfish personal reasons of just wanting to get out of town, or it could be to visit family or old friends. It's up to you. But... How can you go about planning that so that it sets an action and in six months from now, you can actually do it? Is there anything that you want to study? Think about the things that have really piqued your interest. Is there something that you keep saying, I really want to learn how to do that? Go learn how to do that. And if you can't see a way of how to do it tomorrow, figure out how you can do it in reverse. Maybe it takes a PhD to do the thing that you want to do, but if you don't start with the end goal and then reverse engineer how to get to it, you're never going to get there. Just dream your dreams and reverse engineer how to accomplish them. If you want to work towards something systematically, I mean, you can always leave fate up to the gods or astrology or to happenstance but it's better if you have an intention behind it because more often than not if you have a good intention and you're working towards things that you want because you really earnestly feel like they are important to your path and your journey then the right people at the right time will fall into your lap and this includes people with new opportunities has something been bugging you look for deeper meaning in that object or subject matter. I bet there's something beyond the surface that's obvious at first glance that if you look a little bit deeper will reveal some insight that is gonna blow your mind. Just look for it. Also take this time to invite more laughter and joy into your life because there's nothing like jupiter to do that remember it expands everything that it touches so if you ask for more happiness and more joy you're gonna get it also feel free to ask for more money because jupiter is the great benefic and the ruler of sagittarius there's no time like the present to ask for new growth opportunities So whatever it is that you want more of in your life, whether it's more love, more adventure, more growth opportunities, more money, more happiness, more laughter, this is the perfect time. More travel, all that. This is the perfect time to ask for it. And I don't normally do this. I don't normally do this, but I'm going to share one of my personal wants. I want to write a book. I always said from the beginning that I would do this podcast for at least a year. And I'm still undecided whether or not I want to keep doing it. That's kind of up to you guys at this point. If I have enough support and enough listeners and enough feedback and feel like there's the audience to keep going and to keep researching and growing the subject matter, then I'm going to do it. But if not, I'm going to be happy with walking away with what I've learned, but one of my signifiers and knowing that I'm on the right path is I want to write a book about this, so I'm not really sure about how to go about this. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure I know what I would write about, but I don't have an agent or a publicist or any of those things. All the stuff that this podcast has produced, at least for the last couple of months, has been completely from me, so... With that being said, I want to see what comes from you guys. You've been with me for close to a year. We're getting into the last few months of the podcast, if it's not going to continue. Um, but if it is, uh, I I would like to see some more support and to just know that you're, you're enthusiastic and you're excited and you enjoy it and that you en- have enjoyed and embraced the direction that it's going in. And so I'm asking the universe to present me with more travel opportunities for the opportunity to write a book. So there, you know what I want. And what do I want from you guys? Um, If you want to leave me with some new reviews on iTunes, I love to hear that I'm doing a good job or how I can improve. I'm always looking for new ideas. And I just want to say thank you. Because after all, this is the holiday season and a time for giving thanks. And I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the encouragement and the enthusiasm of all of my listeners. So thank you for everybody who's encouraged me, who's been on this show, who's smiled, laughed, shared with their friends, any of that. It hasn't gone unnoticed. And this is definitely a passion project fueled by passion. And... Genuinely, I can say I love each and every one of you for supporting me. I wouldn't be here without you. Thank you. And with that, we're going to leave you with the kink's good luck charm because that's what Jupiter is all about.
3: If a black cat crushed your path, then it won't you walk along with me. Don't have to worry about things, girl. It's alright, you see I'm a good luck child, Holly, Don't you worry about things If you ain't got no money, babe Then that's alright, too Just as long as you stick with me There's some love that come to you I'm a good luck child, Holly, Don't you worry about things